It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. is another Thursday night. What's up? It is Big Ace. It is a Briscoe and Big Ace show. With me as always, my brother, Wes. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, just a little bit tired. We uh, just got back from Miami. Long drive. but uh, Miami. But it's good to be uh, back here in Orlando, back home. It's like a four-hour drive. but uh, it was that's, a, that's, that's a long drive, bro. That well, is a long just, drive. Yeah, we just went for the day, so or the we went yesterday, hung out, and then came back. So it was fun. You know, I love me some Miami, man. I do. I like. I haven't been to many places in Florida, but I've been to Miami a lot, and I love it there. Yeah, Miami. It's a whole another world. But uh, other than that, it was fun. I mean, just got just got done celebrating my birthday, which was really fun. And thank you for everybody for all the birthday wishes. I truly appreciate it. Didn't get to respond to everybody because it was kind of overwhelming, but uh, I do appreciate all the birthday wishes, and I want to say thank you for everyone that wished me a happy birthday. Hell yeah, 23 years old, everybody. Look at this guy. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, 17, fresh and young, you know. Whoa, 17. Um, Uh, Does Red Velvet know that? That could be issues. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Rocking the cradle heart. Yeah, that's weird, but... Um, we were, uh, we just got back from New York, which was really fun. Um, it was kind of, what's up, man? Chris, yeah, what's up, brother? Birthday. Um, yeah, New York was super fun. Um, <clears throat> the guys from New York and, uh, guy Jerry and Lewis, they really took care of us, uh, me and Red. It was crazy because that was our first, like, virtual autograph signing. Yeah. And that was our first trip as, like, a couple going to like a wrestling event. So let's like, get into it. How, how I was just say, let's get into it. How was the traveling together with, with wifey? Cause you kind of brought that up last time. You're like, this is going to be the first time we've like, you know, traveled together. Oh my God. I love traveling with wifey. I don't think I would want to travel anything. She didn't like traveling with me. Cause it <laughs> a lot. Um, I can't, because they flew me spirit. I mean, I was like, oh. whatever. But I, I was just like, I was just very uncomfortable. So, but Dude, uh, don't, hey, don't, don't joke, though. If anybody's like, well, whatever, like, go on a spirit plane. Those are basically plastic chairs you're sitting on. They're not, there's I mean, like no cushion. It's, it's a good price for the tickets, but you know, I'm not Unbelievable. Sure like Delta or any other airline. I'm not knocking them. They're good. But no, no, no. Yeah. I just choose not to. But. Um, she, she was mad cause I was complaining a little bit, but, uh, traveling with the wifey is fun. Like, it's just, it's so nice to have your companion, your best friend, like right beside you. Like just makes it like, I remember when she was falling asleep, I'd just look over at her and I'd just smile and just like be all, yeah. And she was taking pictures of me sleeping and then I took, well, first, <laughs> first. I took a picture of her sleeping, and then she got me back and took a picture of me sleeping. 
Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we were kind of like pranking each other. So it, it was fun. Um, but it was crazy for the autograph signing because I I knew they were going to be popping for her because she's on TV, she's doing her thing. and She's a star. Yeah, she's a superstar now. And I'm yeah. kind of just chilling in the back, like, you know, whatever. So I was like, man, I hope people kind of like – Remember me, or be like, Come oh, on. who's that guy? Like, who's Come that guy next door? But uh, really? as soon as we walked around the corner, and this was the craziest thing, and this is how good these guys, um, Jerry and Lewis, promote that they had a line of people outside the door, and it was snowing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we come walking out. Of course, I'm running to the door because it's <laughs> snowing. I'm like, let's go, babe. I'm. And as uh, soon as I turn the corner, I hear, Aces and Hates, West Briscoe, Red Velvet. I'm like, all right. They still remember that, you know, I was like, okay. And then a lot of people had the old Aces and Hates oh, shirts, man. and a lot of people had the old TNA programs. Yeah. So, like, it's, it felt good to be, like, still, like, known. Like, I don't care about fame or any of that stuff, but it, it just it felt good to be still respected. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. community, because you know, I I still wrestle, but I'm not on TV or anything. Yeah, so people don't really catch up on me unless they listen to the Briscoe and Big A show. But we kind of talk about wrestling, but we kind of don't, so it's kind of weird in that perspective. But yeah, it was just really cool to see like all the old programs and stuff. Yeah. I forget, like, oh man, I forgot I was in this or yeah, mentioned like matches and stuff. So it it was it was good. It, Felt, it felt good, and of course, you know, Red had a line round, wrapped around the building. Of course, Everyone, yeah. and, you know, wanted uh, her to stir it up. But yeah, it was that's... really fun, and it's really good when the promoters are really helpful and really take yeah. care of us. And it was really good. Yeah, definitely. What's up, Eric? Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk, we'll about, talk that. about that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so let me ask you this, because you mentioned, like, you're, like, you're a little worried, you know, people are going to be there for you, or how many, or who would remember you. So, like, I mean, do you feel, oh, shoot, sorry, that came unplugged. Let me plug my computer back in before it dies. There we go. Uh, I mean, so do you, because when's the last time you did a signing like that? It's well, been a while. The signing was probably over a year ago, a year and something because of COVID. And right. And really, that's been that long. Yeah, was it was it uh, WrestleCon or something the last time you did it at the last Mania in New York? Uh, yeah, and then yeah. So, you know, being that you, you like you said, you, you still you wrestle, but you also have a lot of things going on. It's not a full time gig for you anymore. So, like as you go on later in years, like is that something when you go into these? Is that a, is that a common thing where it's like, man, are people gonna be here for me? Do they remember me? Is it? And I'm not saying just in general, but I'm just saying you personally. Is that something you deal with? I mean, oh on a completely it's, different. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, I bet. Like, honestly, it's like two because I'm like these guys paid all this money for to get me out here, and I and like I feel obligated. I'm like, man, I sure hope I can draw. I can bring people and least make these guys some money or their money back like for me it's a lot of pressure like i'm like before when i was on tv i knew i could bring people because yeah. it was relevant i was like always on tv so it's when you're off of tv for a little bit it's kind of like for me it's, it is pressure i do get nervous i am like man i hope these people remember me or like hope i'm just not just sitting there and no one's asking me any questions or no one like like, so it it was really weird. And another crazy thing is, like, when I first started, everyone would ask about my dad. Yeah. Now, it's very rarely they ask about my dad. It's more about just my experience as a teenager. So it's kind of crazy to see me, like, involved where they don't have to just necessarily bring up my dad. They can bring up my career in wrestling. But it's so ace. It's so nerve-wracking because I'm just, like, you know how I am. I'm like, I'm not a nervous person, but I'm just like it stresses me out because I'm just like I want to. I always want to perform. Like whether mm-hmm. if I'm wrestling, whether whatever I'm doing, I always want to be the best at it or at least be good at it. So I'm like, man, I sure hope people show up or are interested or you know. But it turned out really, really good. 
Yeah, do you find uh, as, because, you know, you said you just had a birthday too, you're getting older, I'm there, we're basically around the same exact age, uh, and I've been dealing with this especially in this last year for some reason, but as we get older, do you find that you're dealing with this as well, and that, and, and this can play into that, that feeling that you had going into the signing, but that, like, man, do I still got it? Am I still relevant? Can I keep up with everything else going around me? Like, do people still care? Like, you know, I've been, I've been in doing, I did terrestrial radio for a good, like, eight years of my life where I live. I was, like, one of the main guys at a bar in in town as far as DJing. Uh, There was a lot of things that, you know, my 20s and early 30s, I was a man of town. Everybody around here knew me. I was always in the public eye around here. I was always doing events. I was in charge. I was ring announcing for these MMA and boxing shows. I was on the radio. I was doing podcasts. I was doing all this stuff and involved with all these things. And just in this last year, for some reason, I've all of a sudden hit this wall where I personally am like, yeah, but I was young then. I don't think I can keep up. And this is just me. And I know 38, and I'm not saying that's how old you are because we're not exactly the same age, people. He is 25. I just say I no, that too. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm 37. I'm proud of him. Yeah. So there's no reason to duck or to be shamed of anything. I'm happy I'm 37. I wouldn't change it for the world. Because oh, I'm 38. Oh, oh man! I thought <laughs> I thought it was. Th- See, I don't even care anymore. It's like hey, it's welcome, bro. Weird. We're the same age. Welcome. How busy is fiance? Corrects me like that. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. But is that something that you you felt at all? Especially because you no. Know- for me, it's never it's never the thought of do I still have it. I know I have it. I'm I'm kind of. That arrogant. No, I'm not saying arrogant, but I'm pretty confident that I wouldn't put myself in a position that I know that I couldn't handle it. Yeah. If I knew I couldn't do it, I wouldn't even attempt it. But if I'm going to do it, it's always 100%. I get nervous in making sure that I do a great job or, yeah. if, you know, I perform to where I need, but it's never like, can I keep up? Because to be honest with you, it's more like, can they keep up with me? You know, right. I, my mindset, but I just choose. You know, if I really know that I physically can't do it, then I, it's probably not for me. Like, I don't deadlift anymore. You know, right. it's just not for me. I don't care anymore. It's not, you know, like, right. I probably could, but, you know, like, I'm too, like, I'm at the age, there's no reason that all those young kids can have it. But when right. it's like, you know, like doing anything else, you know, I have fun, and as long as I have fun and enjoy myself, that's all that matters. I don't, it doesn't right. matter anything else. It doesn't matter, you know, if I still got it because, you know what, in reality, it's all about being happy and, you know, whatever makes you happy, you got to do. So, you know what I've been really what, – what, what it's been for me as I've been getting older here is that I feel out of touch with a lot of the current things. And a lot of that's probably my own doing because I do stay off of social media uh, for the most part, except for what we do here and like wrestling related things. But I'm not on there all day, every day. Like, oh, what's what's the newest thing I need to hear about? Uh, that I feel I've become so out of touch that now when I think about, you know, I see that things may start opening up around here over the as we get closer to summer and things, and talking to other people and looking back at the things I've done and it's like like stand-up comedy is something that for like four months of my life that was a thing i was at open mic night every week here in my hometown every once in a while i was up in the cities on nights doing open mic nights and just getting on stage you got to remember too is like you can never ever think well you always got to think you know what i got it like you know always you know it's a you don't have like if they're gonna relate, you know. If you tell a funny joke, it don't matter if you're eighty or six years old. Yeah, People yeah. are gonna laugh, you know. Like that's right. all, dude. It's been hard. It's been hard. It's I'm, and I told you this when I came back from my vacation. I was like, it was nice to get away because it put things in perspective. Because I've been just stuck at home for this last year and dealing with everything around. Uh, so it was nice to get out of that norm for that and, and open my eyes a little bit, and it's been changing. But, man, that's what I've been dealing with this last year, and it just kind of reminded me when you were talking about, oh, are they going to know, which is hilarious because I did see some of your posts, and it was like I saw the one of the guy who was decked out full-on aces as aids when he was coming at you down the aisle to the table, 
And oh, yeah, full decked out in aces and eights. Dude, that's what's great about wrestling, though. Like, the industry of professional wrestling and its fans is, you know, like you said, oh, man, are people going to be there to see me? You know, I got Red with me who's on TV right now and stuff. And it's like, but that's just it. Wrestling fans don't forget. Like, anyone who you made a fan of you when you were in Aces and Eights and on TNA are still fans now. They're not going to forget because that's the kind of community wrestling has. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To me, like, wrestling fans, while at times can be the worst, are also some of the best fans if you look at, like, professional athletes and, like, TV and movie and musicians and all these people who have fan bases. To me, I think, like, wrestlers, for the most part, have some of the best fan bases because we're so loyal. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, someone who may have not seen you wrestle in three years but then saw you on this poster, like, wait, Wes is coming to do a signing, though? Shit, I got that program from the house show I went to. I got to dig it out. I'm going. I'm going to meet Wes Briscoe. Like, we don't forget. And that's what's cool is that you, you may come in and be unsure, but there's always going to be people there because, man, if wrestling fans are nothing, we're loyal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, too, it's like, you know, it's just wrestling fans are always good because they always come up with, like, cool pictures. And yeah. Like, really creative stuff. And, you know, I have to give it to wrestling fans. They are some of the creative people in the world. Dude, some of the fan art and stuff you guys get. Oh, my God, as, some of the fan art. Oh, man. Steve and Don, the guy, has been amazing. Yeah, dude. Like, and just for people to take out their time to want to draw a picture of me is unbelievable because I suck at drawing. <laughs> I got art all over the place because I love artwork because I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love artwork, but I just can't do it. I mean, Dude, I'm the same. I think I, I can throw some paint on some things, but I couldn't actually draw a picture. Bro, I can't, like, draw a good-looking stick person. Like, he looks messed up. Like, I can't do that. But I shake, dude. I don't know why, but I've always just got a little natural little shake. And I don't know what it is, but, man, yeah. So that that signing, though, it looked like a lot of fun. And that uh, is that something you'd maybe do some more of? You think these virtual signings will keep going? I'm going to do a couple more back out in New York because it went so well. Nice. The signings went really well. I was very entertained. Uh, entertaining, as you would say, because I, m- I made fun. Like, I had a really good time, and I made, you know, made it a really good time to be there, and I made every fan that was watching live on uh, their YouTube and Facebook that was made them entertaining. It was fun. You would have to look it up to see. And we were raffled up some things, and it went really well. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. The travel was okay. You guys got home safely. Yeah, we got home. We flew in that day and flew home that same day. Nice. And that was so you were home for your birthday? Yeah. I woke up and was home for my birthday. We went and had a nice little lunch, and then we had a big birthday. Well, not too big of a birthday dinner. It was just a small group of friends, and they're, they're couples. It was just a, kind of like a couple's dinner. Nice. And everyone had a date. so Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Kobe's. Big shout-out to Kobe's. Always delicious. I'm unfamiliar. Is it like a steakhouse? What is it? It's like uh, Japanese where they cook. Oh, the okay. Hibachi. Very cool. Oh, okay. Hibachi. Yeah, we got a couple of those here. Very Kobe's cool, man. Kobe's. Kobe's is everywhere. Dude, I live in the Midwest, bro. Like, you guys That's have stuff that we don't ever see up here, man. Like, up here, it's, like, I think we got, like, a Benihana and then, like, in Minnesota specifically, I think it's Osaka maybe is a place that you see around Minnesota, the state, but, but we still have it. It's in my cool. younger days, I've been kicked out many of those. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you tried to cook yourself or something? No, back when I was a professional wakeboarder, we used to go and Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sometimes professional extreme sports guys are a little crazy. And when you're a professional athlete at the age of 
19 and yeah. you got enough money to buy anything on the menu and you don't really, you know, you're with another, you're with a group of 10 other guys that are just like you, the same age group that have just as much money. Hey, rowdy. Whatever they want. Yeah. You get kind of loud, kind of, oh, yeah. just kind of just, and I probably even kicked me. I mean, just because I'm being a group, I never got out of hand. Maybe. But yeah. I've probably been kicked out probably about five of them. Nice. That's Not hilarious. Not in Florida, but. Check it out, though. We just got a comment. Jeffrey, man, congratulations. He just got married uh, last year. Or this last year? Yeah, like. Year. Yeah. I wish I could have made it out, but due to all the crazy restrictions and stuff. But, dude, love you, James Jeffries. Hell, yeah. yeah. Guys, Hopefully if you I don't know. Dude, Yeah. Hopefully Waterloo happens this year in July. I'm, I'm praying. And if not, just once they start doing shows, I'm going since it's close to me. Yeah, July's but, coming up around the corner. I mean, dude, spring is almost here, man. Uh, and if you guys don't know who James Jeffrey is, check him out. Google him, whatever, from IPW Wrestling in Iowa. Uh, an amazing. Instagram, check out yeah, Twitter, dude. Facebook. It's an amazing check talent. Facebook. Look him up. Give him a follow. Give him a yeah. like. Yeah, dude's an amazing talent, amazing teacher too. He's now teaching the 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 squad down there at IPW as well. And he was just down in Texas having a match down there by where the Von Erics used to run around. So I know that's a big deal for him. So that's very cool, man. Congratulations, man. Yeah, always a blast, man. We miss you, brother. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to see you get kicked out of there because you were like, "Get out of the way. Let me show you how to do this." Uh, I've only, I've only done that once. So they didn't kick me out for it. That's hilarious. So, guys, if you're if you're watching today, I think it was today, maybe it was yesterday, I could be wrong, but AEW's Unrestricted, the newest episode came out uh, with the lovely Red Velvet, your fiancé. And uh, if you guys listen to it, it's pretty interesting because they asked her about your guys' future cooking show. So maybe you're going to have to, like, get these uh, the, the skills going. I want to see an onion volcano. I want to see you flip some shrimp in her mouth on this YouTube channel. Yeah, well... Me and Red have always talked about doing a cooking show, um, A, because I enjoy cooking so much, and she enjoys baking, and so we decided, like, we did one, and we were like, man, this would be fun if we actually, like, did it proper, so we're waiting till we get a little bit more space, and we move mm-hmm. into uh, our house, and things will, we'll have a little bit more room to set up the cameras and stuff, but yeah, that's something that me and Red really want to do is like our own cooking show. And she loves, she's a one of the best bakers ever. Like, I mean, she can bake like no other, like, she knows how to make like the cake or the brownie where it's like crunchy on top and in the middle, perfectly soft. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking about like butter. Like, mm-hmm. she spoiled me so bad. We went and we got dessert at some restaurant. I forgot the name of the restaurant, but the dessert that we got, it was like a brownie, and it was just mush. And I looked at her, and I, was like, <laughs> I will never eat any other, any dessert anywhere else but hers. Like, she right. amazing. So we figured we'd do a show where, you know, where we just combine each other's talents and yeah. do a little funny show about uh, cooking and, you know, share it with everybody. So I'm going to come down. happening in the future. I'm going to come down when you guys do the, the premiere episode and film it, and I, I want to be just the guy who gets to eat all the stuff you guys make. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my job in this whole thing. Um, yeah, man. I, dude, I'm excited for that. It'll I be have, a lot I gotta of... A, I got to have her mom in because her mom makes the best coconut rice mm. you will ever taste in the world. It tastes like dessert. It's the No kid. Oh, I can't even explain how it tastes. Oh, it's so amazing, dude! I can't wait. I uh, like we've been talking about it, but we are. I am. I am planning to come down here uh, this spring here, Aprilish, Mayish, somewhere in there. We'll figure out a weekend, but I'm gonna come down and see you guys. And I want to get some baking goods in my stomach. I want to eat some food from you, and then I want to learn a couple other things from you that we talked about. Uh, not on the show. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, – dude, I also want to say it was interesting because we have had Red on our show. And we talked about you two coming together and engagement and all that. But I honestly don't remember if we actually talked about how you two met. And listening to that podcast, they got into the story of how you guys met through the shows. 
and then like how your guys' relationship evolved. And I just have to say, the fact that you just walked up to her and told, complimented her on her cheekbones and then just said we would make beautiful children, like, guys, take notes. This is, like, ain't nobody throwing throwing lines out like that. Like, that's that's good, bro. That is classy. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work right away, but it left <laughs> it, 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 it left a it left the imprint. It left a it left a little seed that made them made her think about it. Was like, hmm, this guy's pretty smooth. And then she probably was like, I do have good cheekbones, right? And then she was probably looking at a picture of me and be like, oh, we would have good kids together. I don't that, know. That and then when she said that she came to see you for the first time and you answered the door with your shirt off and I was just like, yeah, that's Wes. He's at home. There ain't no shirts allowed in there. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know about me. I don't wear shoes or a shirt. I'm like, that, guys, I'm, just, I'm so Florida boy that that's just how I am. Guys, the most I've seen Wes wear a shirt is when we do our shows. Like when we are actually together and even when we're not live, like as soon as we get off, typically it's like, whoop. Yeah, uh, like right now I just want to take it off. I'm just so used to like <laughs> the Florida lifestyle. It's like, dude, I don't blame you. No shirt, no shoes. You'll get service, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> dude, yeah, no. But anyways, if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. The AEW unrestricted unrestricted episode with Red Velvet. We start talking about AEW. We got Steph's big, big match coming up, which everybody should tune in. Everybody should like, share, you know, pump her up, fill her full of great positive energy because March 3rd, Wednesday, on TNT, AEW, Beyonce, Red Velvet, woo, is going against Jade and Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be one for the ages. And I'm blessed. And lucky enough to go and actually get to watch it. So I'll be sitting front row. Well, hopefully front row. I don't know where I'll be sitting. But I'll be sitting somewhere and getting to watch my fiance shine. And it's probably going to be a really happy moment of my life. Something that I'm going to remember forever. Just as soon as she walks out of that interest and, like, walks down the runway, like, oh, I think... Whew, I'm I'm getting butterflies right now thinking about it. I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so proud of her, and I'm proud of everything she's done. Just it melts my heart to see all the hard work, all the hours she's put in, all the sacrifices she's made. It's all starting to pay off, and it's you know really really starting to shine. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be. Excuse me, uh, a hell of a show, hell of a match. Uh, just, guys, she's been training her excuse ass me. off, and yeah, like, she's like slacking. I've been, we've been working out. I've been lifting weights. I've been training her in weightlifting, and she's she's ready. Like she's she's ready. So, dude, she's a badass. I'm hyped, dude. I can't wait. I am so pumped to watch this on Wednesday. Like, I can't wait. It's going to be good. I'm going to have my buddy come over because he's a big Shaquille O'Neal fan. We're going to sit here. We're going to watch it. I'm going to yell at the TV. I get way too involved, though, when it's the people I know. Like, when I watch you, like, I'm always just like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, how do you think I feel? I'm gonna be, I can only imagine. I'm gonna, I can only imagine. I'm going to be like, dude, not to jump over the railing. When we were in Waterloo that one year and you did the spot off the top rope and uh, it, it, it wasn't quite ready, they weren't quite ready for the, you to do it. Like, oh, my gosh, I was so, I so was. What, just what Ace was telling you, I went to the top rope and did a front flip to the floor, mm-hmm. from the top rope to the floor. But the thing is, there's no padding where I'm at. It's all concrete floors. There is no no safety mat. There is no matting on the bottom. It's strict concrete floors. And the guys didn't really – or you could say I kind of overshot them maybe – and I just don't think they were ready. Great. And that was not fun. No, you almost, like, landed in my lap, actually. Yeah, uh, and you were sitting pretty far away. Yeah, I, well, because I was filming it, so when you got on top, I was like, I better get back because I want to be able to get him in the full shot when he yeah. flop, does the flip. 
And, yeah, man, I was like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Oh, geez. Uh, but, man, I can only imagine what you're going to be feeling that night, but it's going to be an amazing match. And, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal in the ring. Yeah, I just that whole, that whole I can't card, wait. That whole card's going to be great. So we won't spoil it for anybody, but I want everybody to tune in on AEW and check it out, watch it, and, you know, Sim Red some love and support, and – It'll be a fun one, so. Oh, yeah, dude. She's going to kick ass. You know what I want to see, though? Uh, aside from this, we get this match, this match with Shaq in it. I want to see Shaq have one more match after this one, though. You know what I mean? I want to see him have a singles match in AEW. And I think it's the match that everybody's been wanting to see. And as of yesterday, it sounds like it can finally be a reality because another company tried to make it happen, and they couldn't. Uh, and that is, I'd love to see Mr. Paul White and Shaquille O'Neal, or Big Show, if you guys want to call him that. I want to see those two finally have their match in it. I mean, it seems like the stars are aligning. Yeah, and how crazy is that Big Show, Paul White, is at AEW? That's pretty crazy. And I mean, he's like, what? He's like one of the first WWE guys. Like, guys who, when you look at the WWE roster and his career with them, it was like, he's going to end his career with them. He is a lifer now with WWE. He ain't going to go nowhere else. So to see that not be the case and him now jumping ship, that's a big deal, man. That's that's a Jericho signing. That's a Moxley coming over type of big deal. Yeah, and that'd be huge, too. It's a big, big deal. A big deal. You know what I mean? Captain Insane is coming, baby. Uh, you know, and then to hear why it's happening, kind of like to hear the why it didn't work out with the other end, and it was just like, man, that is crazy, because it's like, that's a guy you never thought they'd let go. What, uh, I didn't hear that. Can you fill me in the news? Do you know what happened? Uh, the talk is that apparently they this couldn't come to agreement on a new deal, uh, and he just was not happy with it. And the last appearance he had with them, with WWE, was on the Legends Raw night, and like his whole spot was just getting crapped on by Randy Orton because that's what he was doing that night at Legend Fight. He was going to every Legend backstage and, like, shitting on them. Uh, so, like, it even ended with him, like, choking Big Show. And, like, that was it. And I guess that night, like, he was letting it known he wasn't happy that they couldn't come to an agreement. Um, so, yeah. It's wow. really, really, really crazy to see it going down, but I'm pumped. And it sounds like, and, and you know, I don't know. You guys may know more than I know, but, I mean, it sounds like he's going to be a host on one of the new show, the new Monday Night Show, I believe, as well as I heard he may wrestle as well. So it's I like, have, To be honest with you, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really know, I but... no idea. We're going to have to find out on Wednesday what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And luckily, I'm going to be there. So the next yeah. podcast, I'm going to have a lot of information just to share of me watching it live and seeing it, you know? Yeah. For me... I'm going as a fan and just sitting there watching and I'm being happy and supportive and maybe have a red velvet sign. Yeah, you should totally have a sign. Yeah, I guess certainly. Hell yeah. Hell but, yeah, um, dude. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to sitting back and watching it as a fan live and being able just to enjoy it. And, you know, I'm blessed that I'm able to attend it and, and get to see it, so. Dude, yeah, it's going to be you'll, – you'll have a good time, man. Do you, so now, have you ever done anything with Big Chef at your time at WWE? Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot. I've done uh, one match with Big Show. Um, dude, how, what is that like? What? What's that like, dude, being in the ring with someone that big? Uh, I've been in a ring – I've been in a ring with someone even bigger than him, so. Who's that? Uh, Andrew Jackson. Okay. Yeah, he was 7'3". Oh. 340 pounds, but not an ounce of fat. And no kidding. Bam. Like, Dang. Uh, he is the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. Like, the biggest jacked guy ever, like, I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a guy that big and jacked. Like, I'm talking about a legit 7'3", and, com- like, just Bam! You're like, holy moly, where did you... F-? He was in WWE just for a little bit. He was Tyson's kid's bodyguard. Oh, yeah! Um, uh, that's where I met him. 
was at FCW, and then yeah. we've, been, we've been friends ever since then. I sort of talked to him for this day. He does high-end security for, like, Justin Bieber and, and all these famous people. They just hire him because he's so big and jacked up. Yeah. They just like to have a guy that looks like that because where else are you going to find a guy with blonde hair, blue eyes, and just, bam, seven foot three, and a real seven foot three, like no wrestling boots, no nothing, legit. He's carried me like a baby out of some <laughs> casinos. Before. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, uh, that's that's cool, man. I can't imagine like man, that's just massive body, you know what I mean, to work around a ring like that. Like, like God bless him, like they're good, they're good at it. Like Big Show was always just I mean, he was that guy. He could still work around that ring. You look at guys like that like Mark Henry. Uh, one oh, day my we gosh. did a uh, I was doing a wakeboarding photo shoot, and uh, we were doing it at WWE, and uh, I brought a bunch of wakeboarders in, and we got in the ring, and um, we we're doing photos for Wakeboard Magazine. Okay. And uh, Vince gave us the approval, and Big Show picked me up, and he's like, "Sorry about your nuts," and he like pulled ah. the grill and pressed me. I was like, "Oh!" And then he dropped me, and that was not fun. That was probably falling from eight foot in the air. Yeah, that's not a good day right there. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. How did that? So how did that come together? A wakeboarding photo shoot in the WWE rings. Like, what was the idea behind that? Just because you had that in your family, or was well, it? Well, because I was a professional wakeboarder, and and uh, <laughs> that, that where Vince is always looking to grab audiences from yeah. other other avenues. And since I was a professional wakeboarder, he was like, "Oh, well, feel free to bring you know." Um, the camera, they're like, well, can you have permission to for to be in a wakeboard magazine? Of course, Vince is like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then we got to bring out Chavo. Like, you remember how we spoke on Chavo and having Chavo yeah, yeah, yeah. on the podcast? Yeah. Talking about how Chavo came down and went to one of our wakeboarding contests and sat in the boat and got the judge and stuff like that. And, you know, it just he just wanted to see a different avenue. So it was pretty nice. cool. And I was actually – some people have posted it a long time ago. I was in the first one of the one of the couple of WWE's magazines and really? it was wakeboarding at the age oh, of nice. seventeen. And there was a little article, Jerry Briscoe's son, Wes Briscoe, professional wakeboarder, hopefully one day becoming a professional wrestler. Nice. That's very cool. We should if anybody can find that WWE Goldberg's on the cover. Was it WWE or F at the time? WWF. Okay, so if anybody can find that WWF magazine, Goldberg on the cover, that would have been like, what, 2001 or two or three, oh, somewhere in there? It's right around 2002, yeah. three or four, right around there. Yeah, because they sold it in, what, 01 is when WCW got bought? Or was it 2002? Yeah, I I mean, I don't it's know. right around there, guys. You guys know. You guys sure know. Goldberg's on the cover. I don't remember, but. Either way, if we could track that down, that would be amazing, guys. I'll look for it as well. But if, we, if anybody gets their hands on that, let us know because we'd like to see that. Uh, we'll see that's that's awesome. I, I want to see it, though. It's cool, man, bringing that nostalgia back, dude. That's, I'm, like, so into that right now that I'm getting closer to 40, dude. Just the nostalgia fact of, like, things from my childhood. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, it's ridiculous. Like, I'm collecting old wrestling toys, which I've never been a toy collector. But, like, if I find LGNs from, like, the 80s or, like, some of the, like, the, the uh, was it Hasbro or Mattels from the 90s, like, I'll buy them just because it's like, oh, I had that as a kid. I just wanted to look at now because yeah. I'm getting it. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. That and music, man. I still listen to the music that I loved when I was younger. Me too. I'm, I'm trying to start collecting records. Dude, yeah. I just, so for Christmas, I got a, a record player. So I got some, and I need to get them more. Yeah, like cool. I love I, the only like the, my only good like valuable record I have is I do have in a first prints in perfect condition thriller album of Michael Jackson. Uh, like my sister like bought it in New York at like uh, Tower Records. Like went in line, got it the day when I sale with her. Yeah, famous Tower Records too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, in New York City. So like, and she never listened to it when she became an adult. No one, everybody stopped listening to records. I found it and I was like, that's mine now. Dude, it was crazy being in New York. Um, I've never seen it. No traffic. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you. 
What's it like over there, dude? Because that's oh, how many millions of people live in that little island of an area, and it's just different now. Because before you couldn't, you know, it's always crowded. And now pandemic. It was insane of how uncrowded. Um, I guess they just now open up indoor dining, so we okay actually eat indoors. Thank God, because it was snowing. But uh, yeah, it was. It's crazy seeing New York like that. It this it didn't feel like New York. It just didn't have. Like, I don't know, when you usually get off the plane in New York, there's just this vibe <laughs> feel, and yeah. you not feel that way. It, it's crazy. It felt totally different. It felt not like New York. It felt like upstate New York. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this city definitely has a vibe, dude. Like, you get off the plane. So, I was in Queens, so I was right there. My oh, Malice, baby. Parker. Brother, what's up, man? Welcome. Uh, that's crazy, dude. Because, yeah, dude, like, when you get off a plane in New York City or, like, when you come up from the subway to the streets, it's just, like, it's a it's a feeling, man. It's That's nuts, dude. I couldn't imagine. The only reason why we hit traffic was because there was a wreck. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. It was insane. The most people we saw were the line around the building for us. Well, that's a good thing, then. <laughs> and they really did a good job of having everybody six feet apart. Everyone had masks on. Everybody social distance. It was a really professional. There was no – it was done really – everyone hand sanitized before they got inside. Everything was done correctly and by the books. So, But, um, yeah, it was crazy. It was a whole other atmosphere of just seeing New York that way. Kind of sad. Yeah, dude, because, like, that's just weird. And it's got to hurt because that's such a thriving city. You know what I mean? Like, this, man, that's crazy. Anyways, wow, that is, uh, I just couldn't imagine that. Like I said, that's where my family's from, you know what I mean? So, like, if they went back right now, they'd be like, whoa, it's just nuts, man. You know, something we should get into one day, we don't have to do it tonight, but, like, I'd be interested to hear about some of your interactions with Vince McMahon. We've never really talked about any of that. And Have I you had many? Uh, a couple. They've all been good. I've never had a negative interaction with Vince. I'm not saying that you would, but it's just, you know, that's an interesting guy because he. Well, you, you know, also got to think Vince has known me since I was born. See, and that's the other thing. Yeah, like he's known you forever. You know what I mean? Your whole life. It's so. Not, yeah, it's not like some. I'm interested to see you watch this show that about the Young Rock that's on right now. I'd yeah. be interested to see you watch a couple of those and just kind of be like, how similar is it to how you kind of grew up being that you guys are both wrestling families? You know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I, would I really have, would. I haven't got time to watch it. But, uh, yeah, every – I mean, even the last time I saw Vince was at uh, – uh, Rocky Johnson's funeral, the Rock's funeral, yeah. dad's funeral. Um, I saw Vince, and he said hi to me, and I sat and talked to Shane McMahon for a good 45 minutes, just about life and whatever. So, you know, they've all known me since I was a little kid, so it's kind of – it's not – they don't feel like they have to put a guard up or be mm-hmm. anyway because they know who I am, like how I am and who I am. So – Every, it's always been positive, like especially when I talk to Shane. Like when I talk to Shane, it's just like talking to a normal person. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I want his Jordans. If you ever see him again and he talks to you, be like, "Hey, give me some of your Jordans for my boy." Yeah, I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see him back on TV though uh, this last week or two. Yeah, uh, always good to see Shane on TV. I've always liked Shane. I know he gets a bad rap. I know fans now are like, "Oh, it's always about Shane." Ass. He, he, like, even X-Pac will tell you, like, he worked so hard to, like, become a wrestler and do what he did. Like, I got Dude, he, respect for Shane. Like, he put in overtime. He bought a ring. He trained. Yeah. It wasn't like he just, like, got thrown in there. He really worked hard at it. No, he did. First of all, Coast to Coast was always my favorite. Like, and that's a, that's not easy to go one side to the other like that. I couldn't do it. 
Yeah, and then just some of the spots, man, that he did in those matches. I mean, obviously, the one that always will come to mind with Shane McMahon is him and Kurt Angle at King of the Ring, where they put the wrong glass in those sheets that he was supposed to get thrown through. Right next to Vince when that was happening. Vince was so pissed because Vince was trying to stop it right there. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Go, no, put me through it, put me through it. And, of course, Kurt's like, what? Of course he's going to listen to Shane. They're all heated up. And then when he got back, Vince just laid into Kurt. And Kurt's like, well, talk to your son. And then he laid into Shane. He was pissed. He did not like that. Dude, that was brutal. I and I'm, I hope the guy who made that mistake must have had to lose his job for that one because he got fired as soon as Shane touched him. Yeah, that was brutal, man. Because at one point, what like Angle basically had to punch it through with his head, like but using his fist to go through it. It was no, sick. No, he really suplexed him through it. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And they did it twice. Like why? Why do the second one when the first one uh, didn't? Yeah, like Malo said, the shit he does when he doesn't have to is insane. Uh, yeah, man. Shane McMahon. respect for him. I, I know he's put in the work, and I know people think that he didn't, but I know for a fact that he would train nonstop. And you can't take bumps and do crazy stuff like that without knowing what you're doing. Yeah, that's exactly it. One was the one that he climbed up that scaffolding. And yeah. That bump off that, that was a pretty big one. What was that? That was either Test or Big Show. I think he did that one on, too. That was crazy, man. I couldn't... What's the biggest, like, most dared thing you've done? Not necessarily in the ring, but when you look at, like, hey, I almost... I could have died doing that. Like, that was really super insane of me. What was it? Was it something like wakeboarding? Mine was uh, sneaking... We flew all... I was going on a wakeboarding trip. It was me and four other guys. We were going to do a new product shoot for all the new product that we had and we flew to seattle washington from florida so of course we're having a couple drinks we're we're having a good time we land and our boss goes guys i hope you're ready and we all looked at each other we're like ready for what they're like we're going bungee jumping and we all looked at each other like what and they're like yep um we're gonna get some food in you guys we're gonna put you through a safety course and by the way, if we get caught doing this, you guys are all going to jail. Oh, jeez. And we're no, all, for, forget the dying, possible dying part. It's uh. And by the way, we're we're doing illegal things. Yeah, I'm like go to jail. Like I thought we're going to like some like theme park where I was just gonna right. like, jump like that. They're like no. So wait, what? So now before we get to what you were gonna do at this point, have you ever done that? Like just a regular oh, bungee jump. No. Okay, uh-uh. just to set the tone, okay. I haven't even skydived yet. I haven't done none of that. So okay. I, I was probably 23 at the time. Okay. And I was like, okay. So we get there, there um, and I, we pull down this crazy dirt road, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, these guys are not lying. So I'm like, what is this? this? They're like, this is an old service road, and this is an old train that used to bring lumber back and forth. Uh, and I looked up, and I'm like, we have to get up there. They're like, yeah. And they're like, two, we have to carry this generator. Or it was like, I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, that's what powers the thing so we can pull you back up. If not, because oh, we're jumping 375 feet. Yeah. Hell no. And so I'm like, I'm blown away. Like, I'm ghost white shaking because I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? And they're like, yeah, we got to be quiet. Well, I mean, not quiet, but we got to hide the car because if a park ranger calls, they're going to call the cops and we'll go to jail. We can't be doing this. So we're just oh, like, man. oh, my God. So we finally sneak up, get on top of this old service railroad, and this guy puts down a piece of, like, metal – sheeting like this big over these two little narrow things of wood. And they're like, okay. that's where we're jumping from. I'm like, <laughs> it's not even nailed down. They're like, well, no, you're, man. Down. You're, not, you're not, you're not, I'm like, uh-huh. I'm flipping out. So two guys jump before us. Then one of my friends jumps and they go to me. So they bring me to the scale. They weigh you. 
They put on the suit that you get all tight. I'm like nervous. And then I'm like, okay, the only sketchy part. I'm like, the only sketchy part. This whole part is sketchy. What are you talking about? The only sketchy part. They're like, after you rebound, the second rebound, you got to make sure that the cord is not around you because if the cord wraps around your hand or your neck, you're dead. Oh, my God. So I got to also watch out for that. And they're like, yeah. Then after the second one, the third one will be easy. You have to grab the cord, pull it to you. There'll be a a lever, and they're showing me. You unclip yourself where you're actually not clipping. You click the safety thing onto that. So So that way you're not getting drugged by your feet all the way down. Okay. But you're not, like, hanging free at any point, right? No, but you okay. still, like, undo the thi- – like, it's another safety one. So oh, okay. If not, you'll get pulled up, like, upside down all oh, okay. the way up. And then yeah. they have to, like – you could hit the bridge or yeah. – like, it's really tough. So you have to be able to, like, do that. So I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to jump. <laughs> and I'm like – everyone's like, you know, of course, psyching you up. And I'm I'm scared. Like, I'm right. shaking. I'm getting over the railing, and I'm, like, looking, and I'm, like, man, like, there's no surviving this because it's jagged rocks, this little creek running there, and look, sun's setting, and I'm, they're, like, okay, Wes, you only got, you know, you can't stand here all day. They're, like, you got to jump or not jump, and I'm, like, hold my breath, take a look around, and I'm just, like, fuck it. Here we go. Damn. And I jumped, and I remember I closed my eyes, and then as as I start feeling my body and my weight go, I just open them, and I just remember just everything slowing down, and I'm falling, and it, it felt like I was falling forever, and I'm going head first, and I'm coming down, and I'm starting to see the rocks. I'm starting to see the water. Water and for some reason I'm not nervous and I'm like oh my god and I'm coming and I can see like I'm coming like probably this close because they were like hey do you want to duck your head in the water I'm like no that's too much like y'all like no I'm not ducking my head in the water like that's crazy and like I literally come probably that close to the water and then I yoink oh man probably the scariest part is that. You know, the like pullback, yeah. Pulled back, and then first one's bad. Second rebound, not so bad. Third one, grab it, pull it. So first, second, close your legs, unhook it, clip it, pull me up. Oh, man, that's crazy. Billy, what's up? Well, uh, that's nuts. And and you just like just got there, no no warning, no nothing. Just oh, by the way, guys, here's airplane. what we're about. To, that Straight is right off the airplane. That's insane. Billy wants to know how the arm is, Wes. Arm's feeling good. Next a little sore, though. How'd your last match go down there at ARW? Uh, it went good. We'll just we'll move on from that. All right. I, I don't know what happened, so. Uh, but, yeah, anyways, I couldn't imagine, dude. Like, the most daring thing I've done for Thrill, like, to me, because I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I've always wanted to, the skydive, though. I don't know if I could do it, though. Skydive is not bad. When the moment would come, I don't know if I could jump out. But I want to try. I don't know. It's weird. Well, the guy will throw you out anyways. So yeah, I know. I know. Choice. I know. The, the, like, the most thrilling thing I've done, and it's not thrilling, but it was for me, was doing stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? Just because that's so much pressure. Like, I don't mind being on a microphone in front of a crowd. I've done that in front of thousands of people. It's no big deal. I don't care about that. It's just a black room. You can't see everybody, but you know they're there one spotlight and you have five minutes where it's just dead quiet and you have to make them laugh. And if not, you're going to know. And it's just all on you. And it's just, oof. but once you get that first laugh, bro, it's like, it's the most addicting thing ever. It's just, you know, you've been in the ring, you're a performer. So it's just, once you get that, that pop, it's like, mm, more, give me more, give me more, which is why I've played with the idea of getting back into uh comedy. Steven, I don't know what happened, but if you say Wes got screwed and Wes don't want to talk about it, he got screwed, and whoever did it, you got payback coming. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll all I'm saying. 
But, uh, man, that's crazy that you did the skydiving thing. But I probably don't really need to talk about much else because there's not much else going on because there's so much coming up. So I want to just say that the vlog is up for the Las Vegas trip on the YouTube channel, guys. Briscoe and Big A Show. Check it out. Uh, again, it's been a little bit. It's been, I think the last video I made, Wes, was when I was with you in Orlando that last time. Uh, so the editing skills. one that's going to be out of me and Red for the autograph signing. Hell yeah. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be cool just to see the, the stuff at the signing. But, yeah, man, my editing skills were a little rusty, but I feel like it came out okay. I liked it. I was happy with it. Uh, so make sure you check it out. Billy, like I said, if I get back into it and it gets filmed, I'll put it up there. There, uh, It's so funny. So there was, like, two clips that used to be floating around online of my stand-up. They're no longer able to be found. Not, not that I took them down or anything. They're just – that was back when, like, MySpace was still big. So, obviously, whatever they were on, it's kind of fallen off and it's never made it to, like, YouTube. Uh, but the funniest thing, though, is – and if you watch my – I do another podcast on Tuesday nights with a comedian out of Minneapolis called John Russell – uh, and me and him are old radio friends from back in the day, and we started comedy at the same time, and he's actually, uh, he does comedy full-time right now, uh, and has for many, many years, and the, like, third time that I ever went on stage and did stand-up, packed, open night nights, packed, I got, like, fifth on or something, so it's like, when everybody's still excited, they're not tired from two hours of 20 different just comics, and half of them are horrible because it's open mic night, uh, and I, I went up, I had four minutes, and it was the only – I've never bombed, guys, and I'm sure I will if I get back into it, and that's fine because you've got to. It, it makes you tougher. But, like, I was pretty lucky in the fact that, like, the four months of doing open mic nights, I was pretty lucky that I just had good crowds. But this one night, bro, like, I had a standing ovation leaving the stage, and I did a little bit of crowd work, and I did my bits. And it was just – it just it was the perfect crowd for some reason, and it just meshed, like – I, they were still cheering off of my last laugh when I was like, that's my time. And then it was, yeah! And I was just so riding high. And I went in back to my boy JR, like, yo, because he was going to film it. So he brought his camcorder. I'm like, you got that, right? That was amazing. He's like, dude, that was the best. You killed it. I forgot to record it. I was just like, no. What the shit, bro? Like, I was like, that's. I don't know if I'll ever top that, man. He's like, that was amazing, dude. I'm sorry. She's like, no, that's, that's how it goes, bro. It's all right. Um, oh, man, I wish I had that tape because that was just, like, the perfect night. I used to do a Stevie Wonder bit. or Because, yeah, I did a Stevie Wonder bit where I, at the time I had just bought a DVD of one of his concerts. And there's a part where they let him go from one keyboard to, like, seven, eight feet over to his piano. And nobody was helping him with it. And uh, <laughs> nobody was helping him with it. So my whole thing was like, why are they just letting Stevie Wonder warm around a 10-foot radius on his stage with no one helping him? He doesn't, like, bro's blind, dude. That's not cool. What if he falls off stage? Or what if they forget about him, like, at the MTV Awards back in the 90s when they did the Will Smith song and everybody left the stage and he was still just sitting there at his piano, like, is everybody here? You know, and I so I do this whole bit about him falling off the stage because they just let him walk around. And for whatever reason, it, like some dude in the crowd, I don't know. He, I was like, you get it, right? And he's like, oh, it's because I'm black. And I'm like, no, that's not why. Um, whatever. And it worked out. We made we had a laugh over it. But then he came up to me after the end of the show and I was like, oh, is this guy going to kill me? Like, I was just joking. He's the one that said it. I didn't mean anything. And he's like, dude, that shit was funny. I was just like, oh, my God, thank God. And then I also had one guy who was at a show that he came to me afterwards. He's like, yeah, man, I just got out of prison. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Can he kill me? He's like, you were funny. I'm like, oh, thank God. But, dude, that that was a rush, man. I need, I do need to get back into it when comedy clubs start going again. It's, it, it also helped me be more creative with everything else in life because I had to write. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel that's something missing in my life right now because the only time I get creative now is when me and you are doing content for this or my other show. So it's like I really should get back into it. But maybe if I get back into it too, you guys can find me a club down by you that does an open mic night, and I'll come do it down there too. And yeah, you can like be there. Be for that. That'd be fun, right? 
Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Anyways, like I said, the vlog video, though, from my Las Vegas trip, it is on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Leave me a nice comment because I've worked really hard on that. Wes knows. He called me the day I was doing it, and it was like a 10-hour ordeal because I kept messing up. Uh, so check that out. Check out all the other great stuff we have going on the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe. Check out our past episodes. Check it out on – we're on Twitch, too, in case anybody's curious. It's on there. We don't do the full-on Twitch engagement like most, but we're on there, uh, as well as uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on all that stuff. Just type in the Briscoe and Big Ace Show. What else you got coming up? Anything else that we should, uh, besides, obviously, Dynamite this week? Everybody yeah, needs to watch it. For Fiance Dynamite next Wednesday, March 3rd on TNT, AEW, 8 o'clock. Check it out. That's right. We wish nothing but the best to Red Velvet, and we cannot wait to see her kick ass and uh, just become an even bigger superstar in the world of wrestling because that's what she is. Even if she wasn't wrestling, that's just a lady who's a superstar. You know what I mean? Like, she is. She's just a great, great person. So, uh, Billy thinks we're awesome. Billy, you're awesome for joining us. So, thank you, brother. And, uh, yeah, Tuesday nights you can catch me on YouTube, The Two Count. Uh, with comedian John Russell. Sometimes we bring our buddy on, Tim Nella, who's another great personality, so make sure you check us out when we're doing that. And, uh, yeah, guys, just thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. VOC Nation, don't forget about them, the VOC Radio Nation, exclusive place for the audio versions of the Briscoe and Big A Show. Check them out, vocnation.com. Amazing wrestling content on there. We're glad to be a part of it, so make sure you check it out. Anything else, Wes? We hit it all Perfect. You're right, Billy. Red Velvet rocks, and we'll end it on that. We'll see you guys the next episode. It's going to be a lot. We can't wait. We're going to talk about the uh, West's trip down there to Dynamite to see uh, Red Velvet kick ass and just all kinds of stuff after that. It's going to be a busy time, so we can't wait to bring you the next episode. So, But till then, everybody have a good weekend. You two have some safe traveling this week when you're heading over to Jacksonville, and I will watch you guys on TV. I can't wait, brother. All right. Hey, this is a Total Package of Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the travel and sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring as we become ghosts. 
and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventsbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Blu-ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.